everyone. I'm Leslyn Keith, and I'm here again with another research update flash briefing. I'm the director of research and president of the board for the Lipedema Project. I'd like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Today, I'd like to tell you about two papers that detail a case study of women with lipedema using carbohydrate restriction. The first paper is by a group of nutritionists in Poland. One of the authors, Magdalena Jerzak, will be working with Lipedema Simplified as a keto coach. This paper is called Low Carbohydrate, parentheses, non-ketogenic diet, also an effective possible intervention in lipedema, a case report of the patient. It was published in the journal Drugs in Poland in October of 2021. I had to translate it myself using Google Translate because it was not offered in English. So, but I've been talking to Magdalena and I hope I'm representing it correctly here. And the second case study is a paper out of Italy. This one was published in English and the lead author is Dr. Roberto Canataro. This paper is titled Management of Lipedema with Ketogenic Diet, 22-Month Follow-Up. Dr. Canataro has written several papers about using ketogenic diet for various conditions. As you might have guessed, both case studies showed significant results, even though the diets used were a little different from each other. So let me describe the two case studies for you. In the Polish case study, the woman was 28 years old and had been diagnosed or just been diagnosed with lipedema just two years previously. Onset of lipedema was at puberty with disproportionate weight gain in her lower body. She reported actually a family history of lipedema as both her mother and grandmother had a similar problem. She reported a history of not eating meals on any kind of regularity, often snacking and usually on sweets. Before starting diet therapy, the woman did not eat properly according to her own account. She often would go for sweets and salty snacks. When she first met the dietitian as part of this case study report, she stated that she suffered from an eating disorder, in fact. She also had a history of negative experiences related to weight-reducing diets and working with dietitians and personal trainers. She suffered from depression, poor body image, pain in her legs, painful menstruation, and premenstrual syndrome. Baseline measurements included blood work for insulin levels, lipid profile, kidney function, and liver function, as well as body measurements. Because she had become obsessed with her weight, she was not weighed initially at the beginning of this study. After about four months, her weight was measured at 77.5 kilograms or 170 pounds. Because of her eating disorder, the nutritionists in this study decided to use a low-carb diet instead of the lower-carb levels used in a ketogenic diet. So her eating plan was composed of fresh vegetables, low-carbohydrate fruits, such as berries, healthy sources of fat, such as olive oil, nuts, seeds, and avocados, fish, and various types of cheeses and legumes. During the case study period, this patient also began using other self-management techniques as she began to feel better, such as lymphatic drainage, brushing, anti-swelling creams, and compression therapy. After approximately seven months of gradually decreasing her carbohydrate intake and increasing her protein and fat intake, she was able to achieve the following results. 
weight decreased five kilograms or 11 pounds from when her weight was taken at that midpoint level. And body measurement showed that all parts of the body decreased evenly without any visible disproportion. There was a significant improvement in well-being symptoms of PMS. The symptoms of PMS subsided and the pain with menstruation and inner legs reduced. Blood work showed that she had been insulin resistant, but this was actually now resolved. The values for her lipid profile, liver tests, and kidney function now were all in the normal range. This case study also presented the patient's perspective, which is really nice. She reported that she had tried and failed many diets, as well as used what she called, quote, murderous workouts, unquote, all unsuccessfully. She reports that things began to improve for her when she got a diagnosis of lipedema and realized that it wasn't her fault. After achieving success with a low-carb diet in this study, she, quote, learned to accept my body and take care of it the best I can. Lipedema ceased to appear as a problem that can't be solved, end quote. So that was really interesting to hear her perspective. The Italian case study was about a 32-year-old woman diagnosed with lipedema in her lower body and upper arms. She complained of widespread pain, particularly in her legs, heaviness, and difficulty moving. Baseline measurements included pain, quality of life, sleep quality, body composition, and phase angle. And phase angle is actually a measure of the cell membrane, the quality of the membrane around your cells. When the phase angle increases, that means better cell membrane quality. Blood work included ketone and glucose levels, insulin, HbA1c, vitamin D, CRP, and others. Go ahead and check out the article yourself for an exhaustive list because they checked a lot of blood numbers. The eating plan they chose to use was ketogenic with carbohydrates restricted to 25 grams per day. Additionally, they chose to emphasize protein to ensure that weight loss was not from losing muscle. So this eating plan was divided into 4% of calories from carbohydrates, 30% from proteins, and 66% from fats. Foods included meats, such as veal, pork, chicken, and turkey, and fish, especially those from the fattier varieties, such as salmon, anchovies, and mackerel, any kind of seafood, eggs, and dairy products. She was encouraged to eat in-season vegetables that had lower carbohydrate content, such as eggplant, peppers, and tomatoes, any kind of tubers, squash, and legume, and any kind of cereal were excluded because these are really high-carb foods. The sources of fat were mainly extra virgin olive oil, nuts, and seeds. Interestingly, she did not always follow her diet precisely, particularly during the holidays. And she reports a flare-up of pain during these times that resolved when she got back onto plan. This case study also used supplementation, and this included omega-3 fish oil, vitamin C, and vitamin D. Like the first case study, this patient also engaged in other activities to manage her lipedema, including an hour and a half to two hours of brisk walking per week and one to two times per week of 30 minutes of low-intensity weightlifting. And here are some of her results at the 18-month follow-up. Weight loss was 41 kilograms or 90 pounds. 
percent body fat decreased almost 20 percent. Blood work improved, such as insulin resistance and CRP was significantly reduced. CRP is actually a measure of inflammation. That's important in lipedema. And vitamin D levels increased. Body measurements decreased everywhere in her body, but also significantly on the areas affected by lipedema. And her questionnaires that she filled out showed improvement in quality of life, activities of daily living, and sleep quality. She reported an improved perception of her health and felt like her lipedema was more manageable. These papers are important for women with lipedema for several reasons. First, it is wonderful to see not only an interest in diet and nutrition interventions for lipedema, but carbohydrate restriction specifically. Both of these papers incidentally referenced our paper published in the beginning of 2021, Ketogenic Diet as a Potential Intervention for Lipedema. And it's also nice, the diets used were slightly different and shows how the interventionists, the people guiding the women were able to do something that was suitable for that woman and was maintainable over a long period of time. The second study for 22 months, actually. And secondly, the number of papers published exploring the causes and treatments of lipedema continue to expand. It is wonderful to see that, especially in the last several years, we've had more and more papers written about lipedema. So this is getting talked about and more people are aware of it. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Research Update Flash Briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplified.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.